Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. So, we are back. Hello. And live in effect, darling. Yes, live and in color. Um, <laughs> so, I just came back from Philadelphia. We'll talk about that later, but I feel good. I kind of like Philly. Okay. Philly was, you know, that's one of them places that I feel like I would, um, I could live in Philly. Really? I could live in Philly. Why? Um, I don't know. I just like it. I like the vibe in Philly. It, it's green. There's a lot of greenery. Um, um, there's a lot of, um, and when I say greenery, I mean actual, like, foliage. <laughs> foliage. And, um, you know, grass and trees and bushes and stuff. Real trees and bushes and stuff like that. Not the, you know, not the good stuff that you get from, you know. Um, nice. Yes. <laughs> so I do love the look of the city. I do love the guys. The guys, I like the guys too. They like, you know. Is it Banji? Yeah, a little bit. I like me. They like New York niggas without without the arrogance. Oh, really? So they're yeah. mellow type tees. Yeah, I don't want to say mellow, but it, that's they like New York niggas without the arrogance. You had the whole city. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I don't know, but the ones that I met, that's just kind of what they give. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So I was there for the Philly Trans Health Conference. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting. So, but we'll talk about that later. What's been going on with y'all? Well, I just got back from Vegas. Word. Oh, what is this? Is my first time. Oh my god! Is it? What's that called? Sin City? Is it what it called? Um, That's a nickname. Yes. yes. Is your first time to go to Vegas? My first time, bitch. Oh, oh my, girl, listen, I had a blast. I really did. What did you do? Um. Okay, so we were at the Flamingo. Yeah. And bitch, when I tell you, 
Turbo grasshoppers galore, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> grasshoppers. <laughs> they were in swarms, bitch. Look it up. Girl, no. it was like the plague came. <laughs> bitch. You thought you was going yeah, to hell, bitch. I was like, there's about to be frogs, girl. The frogs were next, bitch. I was waiting for the water to turn to blood, girl. I was like, oh, bitch, it's going to happen, girl. No, you not. I want to be caught up. No. <laughs> caught up in the rapture. Baby, not today. You thought the Lord had came Baby, on down. Go ahead. When you look look in Google CNN Las Vegas weather. Baby, they had gave us the blues. They was turning off the lights. That's how bad the was. What? For real? Yes. Really? They said, oh, we turned out most of the lights outside because um, oh the grasshoppers gosh. are that bad or the whatever the fuck they were, the grasshoppers. The locusts? Yeah. Was the locusts. Locust? Oh, my God. And this, okay, so they were normalizing this shit. So this white lady had walked past me with a whole grasshopper on her back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, ah, y'all know I'm extra. Yeah. And then this black man comes out of nowhere and says, really? Just gone on somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bitch, so y'all just go, okay, girl, well, excuse me. I'm not used to, to seeing people walk around with bugs on them, but girl, <laughs> that's fine, girl. It was grasshopper, bitch. I'm searching it. Yes, no, the grasshoppers invaded <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> No. Yeah, I read about it. I was Over like, why it. does it say grasshopper swarm? Swarm Las Vegas. And Mia said it did. I was like, really? They were giving an old nasty scene, bitch. They were they pushed through. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean? So what did it look like? They just was like flying everywhere. Girl, it looked like bitch were here. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> bitch. Oh no, look at these videos. Let me watch it. I didn't get the watch. No, ma'am. They no, are swarming. Why were they cutting off the lights so they wouldn't be attracted to come to them? Right, because they were attracted to the lights baby listen look at the light poles girl they would swarm them like <laughs> that, and so you then, had to stay in the inside oh no I had put oh no I tipped <laughs> tipped in the midst of the grasshopper in girl. the midst darling girl you gotta learn how to evolve <laughs> bitch <laughs> no you know you go to the shady areas bitch it wasn't that many you know enough light for you to see girl and you was good <laughs> No, I wonder why that was. Is it too hot for them? Maybe like um, in the desert. Bitch, they only they only stay alive for three days. She said it was crazy. We didn't even want to walk through there. Everybody was just going crazy <laughs> <laughs> about these grasshoppers. They were giving it, bitch. They were coming for the girls. They said, "Oh, you don't know who I am." <laughs> yeah, that. But they, they. Oh my god, it was so many of them. But um, besides that, man, I just had a ball. I kind of really felt like a gazelle in the midst of a lot of lions. At, what at that a mean? <laughs> <laughs> they I don't just... know if that's sexy or if that's <laughs> or dangerous. <laughs> I, well. That's how I felt. <laughs> Bitch, I was like, oh, oh no, I'm okay. Thanks so much. And people was telling me I was dropping trash to try to Like, girl, and then somebody grabbed me like... I'm not good with not people not respecting my my uh, personal boundaries. My, my personal boundaries, especially Trey, because ooh, mm -hmm. that annoys me. So that 
I was getting triggered, <laughs> but I pushed through because girl, I'm the new girl in town. I know what you girls give, so I paid it. <laughs> and um, oh god, this. Okay, so I had a I had a blast, um, but there was this one incident that happened on the way back home from the airport. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting down next to this white man, in the midst of some other white women, and this. I'm talking to Z on FaceTime and we're having our one, two, threes. And I, and then I, I see this older white man approach me and I'm like, okay, well, babe, let me get, let me get off the phone with you. Uh, I'll text you. Cause my phone was dying at the time, but I was really trying to rush him off the phone too, because I was trying to see why this white man had beeline like straight towards me. So I was like, um, I looked up and he said, he said, I need two seats. And I said, Oh, and then the white man beside me says, oh, okay. And so he gets up. So when he gets up, there's two seats available. And he and then he repeats himself. He was like, I need two seats. And I said, um, I started laughing. And I said, um, I looked at him. He kept standing. I said, um, are you asking me to move? And he goes, move. I said, oh, well, I'm not moving anywhere. Make me move. <laughs> and he was like, um, he was like, I need two seats because we, we're in economy or some bullshit. I was like, I'm not moving anywhere. Um, first of all, handicap is full and available in the front. They have plenty <laughs> chairs. I'm not going anywhere, darling. And he was he got up and he smacked his teeth and walked over to customer service. I said, Oh my God. I said I started playing. I was like, God, please give me strength. I'm I'm saying this out loud. Mm-hmm. The white ladies beside me are like, did they said they were like, Did he just tell you to move? I was like, Yes. They were gagging. They was like, My mouth is in awe. They was like, I can't believe that. They was like, Was that your friend? I was like, No, I don't know him. They was like, I thought he was playing. I said, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I, but once I realized he was serious, girl, for the move, girl, you better go back to 1942, oh, bitch. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Even and then, Where, like, were you in some? You weren't in special seating, just open seating. No, nope, yeah. I was. And even if I was, that's not how you tell me to move. But first of all, all disabilities are not visible, <laughs> so you don't know what kind of disabilities I got. Like, you bringing your ass over here to tell me to move? So get the fuck out of here. And then the dude had already got up, so two yeah, seats were yeah. available. So yeah. bitch, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> right idea, wrong girl. Right. And, and so he, he, I guess he couldn't get help from customer service. He sat his ass down beside me, and then I, I pooched and, and talked and started texting um Z and and paid him dust. And I guess he thought I was gonna move by some point. He ended up walking away. I was like, girl. But then I ended up moving when he got packed. But oh, you better than me. I would have gave him all kind of white. Entitlement reads. Oh no! Oh no! I didn't give him no. I told when I told him this conversation is done, he was paid in full because I just. Oh no! He would have got red. Oh, he would have got red. I'd be like this white motherfucker. I would have gave him all. Kind, he would have been all kind of white peckerwood, disgusting, um, skin cancer having ass, gross. A, a disgusting bitch. <laughs> he would have got oh entitled. What the fuck you think? That he would have got all the business for me. Well, I was in Vegas, girl. I don't know what they was gonna give to the black folks there. I just oh, he, I'm just sitting here. I'm not being violent, so they couldn't give nothing. <laughs> I'm just reading this man. That's not like doing. Girl. 
You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic <laughs> for me in this life could be just the So this week's Trans 101 topic is the word cisgender. Cisgendered is a word that has become popular in the global discourse around trans issues. It was created by a German sexologist by the name of Volkmar Segusk. While Dr. Segusk was studying transsexuals, he needed language that did not invalidate the experience of the transsexuals that he was studying. So he created a word that represented people who were not of trans experience. So simply, cisgendered is the opposite of transgender. So prior to the word cisgender being created, conversations would go like this. Say that I am a trans woman and I am in a club with my trans friend. Another one of my friends walk in named Keisha. Oh, that's my friend Keisha. My trans friend says, oh, where do you know her from? Oh, I know Keisha from work. My trans friend says, is she trans? I say, no, she's a real woman. Using the language of she's a real woman indirectly implies that the trans women (laughs) are fake women. So it invalidates their experience, invalidates their womanhood. So we needed language to solve that problem. So now the conversation would go like this. That's my friend Keisha. Oh, where do you know her from? Oh, I know Keisha from work. Is she trans? No, she's cisgender. Nobody's invalidated. Nobody's womanhood is demeaned. So let's talk about the etymology of the word cisgender. The prefix cis, C-I-S, means on the side of. Gendered is a derivative from the Latin word genus that means birth. So when you put cis together with gender, it means on the side of birth. So in the context of a trans conversation, you as a cisgender person, your identity is on the side of your assigned birth. That means that your gender identity that you grew into matches the one that was assigned to you at your birth. That's all that it means. Our language is a mutable, ever-growing, ever-changing, living entity. Words have connotation, context. Some words are formal, some are informal. Like when people use conversate instead of converse. Conversate is the informal, converse is the formal. Words even go out of fashion. Like we don't say thee and thou shall not thou (laughs) anymore. And sometimes we have to add words to describe new concepts and new ideas. A perfect example of this is Moya Bailey's word, massage noir. Miss Bailey needed a word that described the specific type of misogyny that affects black women specifically. That was different from the type of misogyny that affected non-black women. So, in conclusion, cisgender was a word created to represent 
non-trans people. And it was created to solve the problem of invalidating language that affected transgender folks in the discourse around the globe. So that's this week's Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. First of all, how's everyone doing? <laughs> Correct. On to your topic, bitch. <laughs> we did that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to make time go Do by. Y'all see how rude they are to me. I'm just, I'm trying to be courteous while I look for my topic, you know. Don't try to be killing our time. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to get into somewhere else. Shady. <laughs> okay. So my topic is um, the new um, provisions that Tinder has made to the app. Tinder introduces safety feature to protect LBGTQ travelers. So the new feature will work in nearly 70 countries where homosexuality is outlawed or criminalized, which is bomb as fuck. The reason why I thought this was really interesting, because y'all know I just got back from Vegas, as I just said. And um, I don't know if y'all remember the Z's story when he went to Egypt. Do you um, want to just give it like a small summary? For those who haven't heard what happened. I went without my identification changed and then they just was weird about it. Mm. Basically, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, basically, yeah. Yeah, so um, anyways, Tinder has um, basically changed a lot of the features on it. So now lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer users will also no longer automatically appear on Tinder when they open the app in these locations. Instead, users can choose whether to remain hidden on Tinder or make their pro their profile public mm -hmm. while they are traveling. If they choose the latter option, the app will still hide their gender identity and sexual orientation from their app. So this feature can't be weaponized by others. So um, for an example, um, Egypt in 2018, there was a widespread reports of the country's authorities and residents using dating apps to entrap and persecute gay men. In addition to being imprisoned and um, some were actually subjected to forced anal exams, according to Human Rights Watch. So, like, just imagine what, this is just like, um, just like one example of the way 
there are different countries use um, ways to entrap the LBGT community and prosecute them based on whatever laws they have. Mm-hmm. This is so important, mm-hmm. and I, I think that is really, really, really admirable about for them. It, for, for Tinder uh, to, to take that step. App. Yeah, like to even do something. Like you can be like, oh, girl, you know, you take your chances, kind of like Grinder, and not worry about it and not care. Yeah. I think that is a, <clears throat> it is admirable. Absolutely. And with me traveling and stuff, like um, just someone who travels, you want to know like the dangerous parts. That's when when I go somewhere, I always ask people, okay, so where do I not go? Where 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 can I go? Like, and I ask several people the same thing, just that way I know that bitch is the same exact thing. Because you know, bitch, people get tricky and get to telling you the wrong thing, but you hear the the right thing. You hear the same thing the right time, like a couple of times, bitch, you're good to go. That you can trust that. But anyways, I just think that um. Like it's important um, to be able to just love whoever you want to love and be able to travel and do that at the same time. And know that you're safe. Yeah, and know that you're safe. So in the link in the bottom, we're going to post um, a link to where it lists all of the countries. It's about, it's like 71, 70, like 71 or 76, I can't remember, um, countries that actually criminalize consensual same-sex acts between two adults so we're talking about consensual adult same-sex actions um i want to name some just there's like 76 i'm not gonna name all of them but i'm name some that kind of surprised me for being on this particular list um Mm -hmm. barbados rihanna's hometown um is one of the countries that criminalizes consensual same-sex um barbados um dominica Dominican Republic, they wear it out. Um, Ethiopia, um, Egypt, um, Jamaica, that's not a surprise, but people travel there a lot. Um, And I know there was like a boycott of going to Jamaica in regards to like um, gay folks, like don't make that a a vacation destination because it does criminalize gays. Um, Liberia... Um, I'm trying to think of Morocco, one of the most richest countries in the globe. That's one of the countries that um, criminalizes homosexuality. Um, Palestine. How interesting is that? Um, Samoa, which is kind of strange because they have a culture of like Fafafini and that kind of stuff. It's kind of strange. So that's Mm, interesting that 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 is there. Hmm. Um, um, let's see. Switzerland, Syria, um, Tanzania, which is kind of like down there by Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Sudan, Somalia, Singapore, Sierra Leone, Senegal. Uh, Saudi Arabia, of course, that's not a surprise. So it's a bunch on the list, so check it mm-hmm. out. Um, just so you know, if you're traveling in the world, you know where you could be locked up. And they, you know, they're trying to get you together by being what, looking on these apps saying, hey, mm-hmm. you girls are trying to get this uh, booty juice. We're going to lock you up. Um, I wonder, I, want, I would like to know, do they target men on the apps just as much as they target women? I bet not. 
I I hmm. would I would think that it, it would, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Cuz they kind of just was Especially in different countries. I feel like if Mia would have went it would have been a whole different outcome than me. To Egypt? Yeah. If her if her um she got caught. Like yeah. if her if her t- documents weren't changed. Yeah, yeah I think they tr- there was a trans woman recently, um, not real recently, maybe like a couple of years ago that were that had a problem. Even a popular girl um, on YouTube, Gigi Gorgeous, had an issue yeah. in one of the countries about her um, name change and gender ID uh, ID stuff. It was one of those pop those rich countries. I forgot what. Dubai, yeah, yeah, Dubai. something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah Gigi well, at Gorgeous. least that's what I heard. That Shout out rich. to Gigi Gorgeous. I don't know <laughs> if they're a rich country, but yeah, Dubai, yeah, that's one of the richest countries, the yeah. richest cities. Okay, <laughs> yes, it okay. is. I, um, I have to make sure cities. So yeah, <laughs> um, I yeah, I think it would be different when it comes to. I doubt that they're on apps looking, um, trying to set up lesbians to get locked up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say they're not, but I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I don't like... see any cases, and I'm looking. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Not that I think that they they can't be targeted in other ways, but mm. I just them posting up steams for tourists. I don't know. That would be weird. It would be. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I don't because know. I, I honestly think that. Um, no, I think it's. I think that might be around the world. I feel like um, women be. are more lenient um, as far as what they can um, do no, with their th- sexuality and yeah. all those things. So I don't know. It could be, especially. I don't know. I just feel. I feel like I would have to research that and see, but I don't see any cases. <laughs> so I mean, it might be. It might be so. <laughs> but then also, how many? How many apps are geared towards with lesbian dating compared to the do apps? Like, what's the lesbian grinder? POF. What? That is a straight site. That's no, they a, have like a yeah, gay they, site. They, they allowed. They allow you to stay on the gay side because, like, back before. But it's geared towards straight people. It's not geared on, toward gayness. Well, I know. Well, I'm yeah, sure it's, it's, not, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's that's not. it's for straight people. Oh. Now, gay people can use it, but it, that is marketed to straight people. Uh, but do we know a lesbian yeah. Tinder specifically for them, like I don't an know. app? Yeah, I don't. I don't I've never but looked. we know the boy ones because you don't heard of Grinder, right? Mm-hmm. You don't heard of um, Jack. Mm-hmm. What else? I don't know. The only thing I remember that was specific for lesbian is back in the day, like Downlink. Downlink. And there is a there is an app called Brenda. I used to be on there. It yeah. was, it was specifically gay. I ain't even get well, to explore those. Like I transitioned. I hurried up and transitioned so quick. I was like, <laughs> bye bye, see ya. Don't want to be ya. Like, <laughs> you like fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like chance. I tried to look because my friend, when I was like, I'm trying to open up my, my horizon. My friend was like, Well, change your profile. Pick up, pick up. You know, like explore. <laughs> and I went and looked on Brenda. It was weird. They were creepy a little bit. Um, and then years ago, Downlink, and I just don't know specifically. An app that's specifically for them, like Grinder and Jack for assigned male at birth people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. 
I have no idea. I, I never heard of like anybody ever talk about anything like that. Yeah, I didn't think about it. So, so if I, you are a lesbian out there and you know the apps, what are the apps? Hit us up. Let us know what the lesbian apps are so we can see if they have <laughs> protections and stuff like that <laughs> for when you go out of the country. Um, and, you know, just so we can sign in somebody DMs. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we end my topic, I definitely want to give this little tidbit for the people who always think above and beyond. So I, I know there are these people who are like, okay, well, that feature sounds real, really interesting, but... Bitch, what about the like? What are what are they really collecting this data for? Are they are they doing anything extra with this? So Tinder's new security feature is a welcome step in safety by design. It utilizes design strategies, defaults, aesthetics, um, opt in buttons to protect users rather than collect data. So that's I think that's a really good. Um, so they they give you a, a, a choice to opt in or opt out, right? Of the information. Okay, that's good. That's what's up, Tinder. Thank y'all for thinking about your user and your traveling user and finding out ways to protect them because we know that you could just say fuck it and let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for not being like POF. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I told you at the beginning of the show, I just got back from Philadelphia, and I went there because I am on the board of an organization called Trans Faith, and it is an interfaith um, organization that um, brings together multiple multiple religious faith groups and what we do is we travel around the country and teach people how to incorporate um and reach trans folks in their congregation um so sometimes during conferences we are brought in as consultants um to honor people's religion and that kind of stuff. And and we have multiple religions on our board, on our in our group, and so we kind of are able to cater to multiple people. Mm-hmm. So Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference is a conference, it is the largest conference that centers transness in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they contracted us to come in and Basically, we have a room where we let people come in. Like, if you need to pray, mm-hmm. we have a room that you can go in to pray. If you're, like, you're Muslim or whatever you need to do, we have a space curated for your particular um, religious needs. And so, so, so whoever comes in, if you come to the conference, you have a place that you can come and take a break and, and pray and do whatever you need to do. Or we have an altar. We have an ancestor altar set up. We, have, we just have a lot of stuff that, um, that gears towards people's particular religion. And we have um, workshops where we talk about, like my particular workshop was um, on the African diaspora and, you know, non-traditional um ways that you can um well really non-traditional in america but traditional in africa uh, ways that you can be spiritual and blah 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 blah. so it was three of us and we did a workshop on that and so i say all that to say this i have come to this conference 
five years in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay? And each and every year that I come to this conference, it gets wider and wider and wider and wider. I feel like they are gentrifying, gentrifying a fucking mm-hmm. conference that was created mm-hmm. for us, by us, and so I wanted to talk about the woman who created it. Mm-hmm. Because this is somebody that I cared about. This is somebody that um, when I started my activist journey, she was one of the first women of trans experience that was black that was out here doing like big work. Okay. So her name is Charlene Arcilla. So Charlene is a black trans woman that is from Jackson, Mississippi. So y'all know uh, I got roots in Mississippi. So she, uh, when we met, we always like, ow, <laughs> what's up? So we really, really connected. And um, she just had an amazing spirit. So she was from Jackson, Mississippi, but in 1991, she moved to Philadelphia. Okay. Because most people in trans folks in Mississippi, because Mississippi is so backwards, they move out of it. Because, you know, you can't just stay there and thrive. That's why the fuck I got out of Waco, baby. So uh, she went to um, Philadelphia in 91. And she started 15, almost 15 years ago, she started planting the seeds to create this conference that was called Philly Trans Health Conference. And it was a conference that was diverse it didn't erase people. It it included everybody. Whites, blacks, Native American. It just grew so big to where, like I said, it's the largest trans conference in the world. The right. largest and include, includes everybody. She was really conscious mm-hmm. about inclu- not erasing black folks, not right. erasing Native folks, not erasing people, non-binary folks. She was really conscious about... Mm just creating space for all types of trans people and creating balance. Mm-hmm. And the people in the, in the Philadelphia community really supported her. And, mm-hmm. and then she reached out to other cities. So then the New York folks would come, um, DC folks mm-hmm. would come just everybody that she knew came and helped her create this thing that grew amazingly. Mm-hmm. You she, were there when it first started? No, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Um, I came five years ago. She was still alive. She was there. Mm-hmm. She just was. She is a loving old head. Like she's like she could be somebody's grandmother. Like she walk around in boos and stuff. Uh-huh. Like she just she just is a like a warm grandmother spirit. Mm-hmm. Just just so nice, so personable, and um, mm-hmm. it just was a warm spirit. I didn't meet her at the f- conference. I went to the conference because of her. <laughs> my mm-hmm. first time I met her at another conference and she was telling me about it. I was like, Oh, I got to come. You created a whole conference, bitch, a black woman. I'm coming in support. <laughs> and so I went up there and I saw the first time I went is when I was, I was telling y'all a couple of, a c- couple of episodes, not a couple, a lot of episodes back where I was walking down a hallway and a bunch of trans kids were coming down the hallway because they had a trans kids camp. 
at the conference and it was just trans kids and the coloring doing coloring books and having fun and and it, it was just Aww. so beautiful just a bunch of kids and then it was the first place I met Jazz Jennings because her mom and her mom and her w- would be there and her mom would be selling the book um their book um just a lot of trans folks just kind of running around the Philadelphia Convention Center just being trans and learning about trans folks it was black people it was asian people it was latinx people it was white people it was native american people they had tracks like workshops the native american folks would run um black folks would run their workshop it was it was really really diverse they they were really conscious about this particular workshop is for black folks so you not if, if you are not black don't be in it because <laughs> this ain't this ain't about you um or they would be like this is open to all like they was really conscious politically about how how this looks we want to be open and talk to how we want to talk mm-hmm. so if this is not a space for you this is not a space for you they were just really conscious about all the intersections because you know mm-hmm. when black folks get a hold of something and run it we know how to do it thoroughly mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so it just was beautiful. It was just being ran beautifully. And when I first came, it just was beautiful. But over the years, and this is a five-year period. So a year later, Charlene passes away. Charlene passes away in 2015. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that kind of makes us sigh. It makes a side eye. We're looking at it like, oh, Lord, Charlene is gone. So now how they're going to hire these white motherfuckers that's been backing her and helping her going to change this up. And exactly what we thought was going to happen, what we hoped didn't happen, happened. So there used to be trans folks in leadership. They were fired and replaced with cisgender people. There used to be black trans folks in leadership. They were fired and replaced with Latinx cisgender people. (laughs) there used to be um a really robust type of programming for the general public where it just was so many people doing workshops they were really conscious about who was able to lead workshops who was what was considered Mm -hmm. um appropriate it just was really really good work in regards to teaching folks now it wasn't thorough. It wasn't diverse. It wasn't what I saw five years, four years after she has passed away is not what I wanted, is not what I expected. It just is getting wider and wider. And then there has been a focus on the pro track. What is that? The pro track is where it's the professional track where people that are service providers can pay and they have workshops specifically for them to teach them how to be a better service provider for trans folks. Mm-hmm. And they charge them, I'm this I don't know what they charge them, but say it's like $300. This particular year, in my opinion, was really focused on the pro track. Their their track that they were paying for was thorough. It was um it just was you know, it was it wasn't as just put together as the generalized workshop that normally would focus on the health and the wellness because the conference is called Philly Trans Wellness Conference. 
The general conference used to the general it used to be really focused on the health and the wellness of trans people. Right. So it seems like what the narrative of these cis people who are running it now, it seems like they're going more to the pro track side instead of focusing on the wellness and care of the trans folks. And that's what you always see that happens like things are always Okay, when new management comes, like I don't know how many of y'all have had have workplaces where new management comes, and how it just how they change the outlook of how the company would have been ran, mm-hmm. uh, like it it completely changes. They changes they change the way they want it to look instead of the way the company envisions it. If that makes sense, yeah. Because I've worked a, a lot of places where what they would get rid of all the new people. And then, I'm sorry, and all the old people and replace new people, like the people that they want to have in place mm-hmm. and how they think that it should look and how it should be ran or the company in general. And so, and, and that's what happens when you mm-hmm. start putting people in place who don't, who are not a part of the community, it gets more and more white, it gets more and more capitalistic, and it erases the intention and the impact. When you're trying to do something radical, you have to be really, really conscious of not going back to that white capitalistic default because that is the default that we are trained to. So you have to be conscious about not going back to that default. And so to me, what they are doing, it is erasing Charlene, what her purpose was. The vision of the person, the black trans woman who created it, erases her vision Mm -hmm. because I didn't see one picture of her up. Mm. I didn't see one picture of her. And she was the foundation. It's Mm -hmm. disrespectful. Mm -hmm. It is totally inappropriate. It felt so uncomfortable being there and knowing the history of this conference. And y'all not only changed the name. Y'all don't have any, y'all have had just a small representation of this woman who was a cornerstone of why all of this shit is here. I just was so offended. I was, it was crazy. They, Mazzoni Center, y'all need to get it together. It is not okay. Um, Y'all did not. Think about whatever's going on, whatever's going on in the upper management and how you are shifting the focus, because this does not feel like it was about trans wellness at all this year. It didn't feel like it was it felt like celebrity. It like it was trans folks that were like celebrity there that was being real extra being a focus like it was real weird to me it was strange to me i didn't like it (laughs) i I felt uncomfortable especially me knowing the history that this a black woman created (laughs) this there was barely any black people there (laughs) compared to years before it just was ridiculous so i want to talk about charlene a little bit so charlene like i said she was um she was a black trans woman who dedicated her life uh, to service and empowerment to disenfranchise oppressed and underrepresented people. Um, her life mission was to create change, and that's what she did. She created a movement that started the Philly Trans Health Conference, now known as the Philly Trans Wellness Conference. The conference that she created started off as a one-day event that provided 
professionals access to becoming competent healthcare providers for trans patients. She remained involved with the conference um, for years after it became a program of Mazzoni Centers in 2006. By serving on the planning committee as a co-chair people of co- and, and the People of Color Working Group she led, she was a driving force for recruiting planning committee members on a global level as well as creating the programming for the conference for many years. Now, the conference has grown into a three-day conference with free general admissions to attendees and a thriving professional track for medical, behavioral, and legal providers, a safe, affirming, and inclusive space for children in our kids' camp. They have um, a kids' camp. In their kids' camp. <coughs> that sounds like And dope. so much more. It's dope. It, it, it was. My first year was dope as fuck. It, I, people were telling me that it was a little, ch- it changed a little bit even that year. Mm-hmm. But when I first went, it was like, whoa, this is kind of fucking epic. That is, because just imagine, like, imagine, like, being a child and being trans and going to a camp where people were like you. Like, imagine affirming. how affirming that would have been yeah. would have been if we were able to experience that as exactly. children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing it was amazing. Um Think about y'all know how we feel when we go to BTAC. So BPAC, BTAC is inten- intentionally black as fuck. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just seems like it. Rem- it didn't see. It didn't give me the black feeling uh, that BTAC give you that family reunion kind of yeah. feeling. But it did give me a feeling of whoa, this is all the trans folks because it was every race, every um, ethnicity. It just was big, like. I'm talking about people speaking other languages, groups of Asian people coming past from from it was global. People are coming here for from the around the globe, not just around the country, from around the globe. And you yeah. would meet and have conversations. And it was really, really powerful. Like yeah. I can see this being something that grew so big if done right. right. So okay, so do you think they should imp- so do you think that they should implement um like, how do you think that they could change the leadership or change their, um, basically, their HR in order to better the the company to make it to to where, uh, make it to the way it used to be before, and all the changes and stuff. How do you think that they can make it better now, especially when you're saying that there uh, are um, a lot of people from different countries coming as well? So, first of all, like like. Like I just said, Sh- Charlene and other people made uh, made a point of being diverse. They mm-hmm. made a point because they knew how important being diverse was. They knew being conscious of diversity was. Um, like this year, there was no Native American track. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, the tracks, when you say track, that's like, like workshops, workshops or different... Okay. Um, Different tracks that kind of focus on that particular group. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they always can say, well, didn't nobody um, present that, um, you know, didn't nobody present that workshop in the when we were doing proposals? They always can have oh. that excuse, but I don't believe that. So you think that they're ignoring them or, does, um, or do you think? I think that there is a much more focus on the professional side. It's much more focused on the money-making side. And so 
there has been a neglect on the general population side that is specifically for our wellness. So it sounds like someone needs to talk to the marketing department or something. It's multiple levels. I don't think it's just one level. I think it's multiple layers. I think it's that, getting the information out to the right people. That's mm-hmm. marketing. I think it's the hiring right the right people to put them in places. HR. Where they, where... The planning committee, mm-hmm. not just HR, the planning committee, makes sure it's people who care about diversity, who knows about intersectionality, who knows about things like that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. if you do, if you don't care about it, if you're not invested mm-hmm. in that kind of intersectional way of running a conference, then... You're not going to do it. You're going to just be there, just be doing the job. The reason why it worked for so long is because she's a black trans woman. She was, con- that's how she maneuvered in the world. That's mm-hmm. how she, she knows it. She knows how to do it. And she, that's what she did. That's why it worked for, why it worked for so many years. And then when she passes away, everything just changed and get white. Mm-hmm. How does it, come on now. That's weird. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. And. But like, okay, so what I'm asking them, what can they do to. To make it better. So hire you, better people. Hire better people. Hire better people. Add better people on um, that care about the intersectionality of people mm-hmm. and their wellness. Um, and stop focus. Put more care in the general track than the pro track. The pro mm-hmm. track is going to come. They're going to come. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to give honor to Charlene. What did you say? No, I said I agree. Yeah. I, I want to give honor to Charlene and... Show her some love. Thank you for starting this. She is in the ancestor realm now, and we just want you to know that we appreciate you. Thank you so much. So, do y'all, would y'all give y'all's children a gender reveal party? Say you was about to have a baby, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And the doctor would be like, this is what the sex is going to be. So, on from there, do you feel like he would ever have a gender reveal party? Oh, that's I don't a question. Get it. I yeah. don't get it, Z. What? Okay, so basically, what's let me explain question? why. You I'm know asking. what a gender reveal party is? I know what a gender <laughs> reveal party is, but what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, that was the question. So, basically, I read this thing where the woman, she was a pioneer of gender reveal parties. She threw mm-hmm. one. It became viral and popular. And people was like, oh, this is a good idea. And then after her, you know, people started to throw gender reveal parties. It started to get popular. And then it came to be that her daughter dresses kind of like the daughter dresses. I mean, the daughter prefers suits over dresses. And the daughter, you know, it's kind of non-binary. So, so. wait, let me read the 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 um okay. the information. I was gonna from. give a different perspective, <laughs> but that's basically what story I read. I think that's actually really cute. Yeah. So this is what she said. So apparently, a white woman thinks that she created something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so this is this is her thinking she created something. Anyway, so a weird thing came up on Twitter. This is what she's saying. This is her words. A weird thing came up on Twitter, so I figured I share it here. Someone remembered it remembered that it was me who invented in quotation marks the gender reveal party. I had written about my party on my blog in a parenting forum in July 2008. 
It was picked up and an interview with me was published in The Bump magazine. And the idea kind of spread from there. I've got the article framed. Anyway, I felt a lot of mixed feelings about my random contribution to the culture. It just exploded into a into something crazy after that. Literally, like guns firing, forest fires, more emphasis on gender than ever been necessary before for babies. Who cares what gender the baby is? I did at the time because we didn't live in 2019 and didn't know what we know now. That assessing focus on gender at birth leaves out so much of their potential and talents that has nothing to do with what is between their legs. And guess what? Here's a plot twist for my story. The world's first gender reveal party baby is a girl who actually likes to wear suits. She says, edit, if you want to see more of bees, the babies, look, here's her Instagram. And I actually run the account. So if anyone try to slide in the DMs of my 10 year old, I will end you, <laughs> which I thought was funny. So basically she has a picture of her and her daughter who looks like she might be a non-binary child. Mm -hmm. I'm not for sure. I'm just, I don't know. Um, and so she wrote that post um, recently, and I thought it was interesting because we see all these weird, whack, whack disgusting kind of gender re reveal parties. Mm -hmm. Um it's kind of weird. It's kind. Some of them are kind of weird. Like, did y'all see the one where they they had a little baby and it, it had um, a diaper on and they they undid the diaper and the dick popped out? <laughs> oh my god! Fuck? Like a dildo dick. It oh. was weird. It was really weird. Oh <laughs> really weird. God. That's what's recently. No. Really, really weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, you know what? I, I mean, it was. It was. It was crazy. <laughs> but I've seen some really crazy ones. But the ones that are the craziest to me are the ones where the parent has a like a really bad reaction to the news because. There are some parents who, on camera, they, like, literally look very, very angry and disappointed mm -hmm. if it's not the reveal that they wanted. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, Damn. if y'all are recording this and your child saw it later, yeah. how do you think that would make them feel? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you, are, if you were a girl child and your daddy wanted a boy, he's sitting over there mad and angry about you being a boy. Not it, being a boy. I think, also, I think that there will be a conversation between the two of them. Like, hey, you know, that's how I felt at the time. But now I love you and I love who you are now. But blah, 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 blah. I think it would kind of go that way. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. Yeah. But I know it will hurt my feelings if I see on a video the party reveal and you was disappointed that I was a, that you wanted a boy child and I was a girl. That would be late. I feel like that would make me feel bad if I was a child. So I just think... Mm, I didn't, and to keep it 100, I didn't think about gender reveal yeah. parties like in my younger years. It wasn't mm -hmm. until recently, and I started seeing these weird ass videos that I was like, mm, yeah. that's kind of late. So, did you like it? Wasn't popular when y'all parents was no young, which baby showers were. 
Yeah. Baby showers. Baby showers right. But gender reveal parties, no. But baby showers, yes. I had baby showers was really important. So if you knew your child's gender and you uh, you would have a party. Mm. And you, they would be, you know, if it was a boy, it would be all blue, and they would have a cake, and mm-hmm. you bring diapers and whatever baby shower gifts right. for the baby. So I would, I got that. I don't know. I can't say. Just keeping it one hundred, and this might be problematic, <laughs> but um, I don't have a problem. With going with gender norms, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, How's that problematic? But it's, your some, it's some boundaries that you don't cross, though. But like to some extent, I'm cool with binary stuff as well. But that's just because I'm binary. Yeah, know? like I have a problem with once you see some shit ain't right. Yeah, that you forcing it on them now. <laughs> like after when they tell you, mm, I don't feel this is right. Yeah. Uh, and you not adjusting then I have a problem with that but mm. I don't see a problem with if I have a male child that I that I'll go along with the norms of that mm-hmm. I think I would I would go because I'm binary <laughs> to an extent well, mo- mostly but um, I wouldn't like you said I wouldn't have any problems with going along with the binary however like I wouldn't be like oh put that doll down because only girls play with dolls and yeah. all those like I remarks think that's and weird. stuff. Like I would mm. just be like okay whatever because I'm pretty sure there's some cis hero identifying men that played with dolls when they was younger. Like playing with a doll doesn't mean that you're. I know I did. Any I didn't less- mind. It was just like I used to fuck shit up. Like I used to be a villain. Like most of my characters was villains, but <laughs> right. but, <laughs> but I still played with them. Yeah, it's like I, I was know. over it. I didn't want to play with no fucking t- no cars. I didn't want the hot toys, the hot car set. I didn't want nothing. I didn't want no choo choo trains, girl. <laughs> Keep all that shit, bitch. Give me I a castle. That. I want, I want a Barbie trains. castle, bitch. Give me with the pool with the convertible. <laughs> yes, and get you little Ken dolls and those things, bitch. I had a whole empire. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I got all the boy stuff because that's my mama. <laughs> I got all the boy stuff, but my mama had a best friend that had a girl that was similar to my age. Oh. And so they had our Christmas stuff together. <laughs> and so when she got stuff, I got to play with it. Mm-hmm. And when I got stuff, she got to play with it. So it, oh, okay. we both would be playing with each other's shit. So the trains and the, you know, the right, um, hot racer, what is it, hot ride racer, whatever that shit is. Um, I got a fucking castle of Grayskull with He-Man because I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> with He-Man and Castle Grayskull. I had every action figure. I had the big castle that opened up. Yeah. With Evelyn and um um Evelyn and um Skeletor. I had all the shit. And she loved it. I loved it too. I didn't it, I didn't dislike the boy stuff, but I did gravitate mm-hmm. towards the girl stuff more because I like doing the hair. I liked um dressing it up in the dolly clothes. Um What made it cooler for me is when everybody could play with everything. Yeah, and that's kinda how yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I think if I had a child, no, I wouldn't. Like, I would try to go with the flow of the gender norm. Mm-hmm. But if if there was any type of resistance, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, 
Yeah. Oh no, that's what boys do. That's what girls do. Like I would, that's yeah, would be yeah. weird for me to do that. Yeah, yeah. Can y'all think of any like gender neutral yeah. toys that you liked as a child? Frisbees. Frisbees. <laughs> nerves. But it's okay. nerves. It's it, like um, oh nerf God. balls and like um, super soakers. Okay. But is that gender neutral? I it was so, guns. Can, I'm just yeah, being Yeah, that's gender neutral. Like, it was guns. Like, yeah, guns aren't just for boys. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of game like Operation, Connect Four. Oh. Um, okay. Shit like that was gender neutral and I love that stuff. I like that. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called. But it's before. It's, it was like a little, um, like some type of like little glasses thing, but you could put like little, little, um, little the little disc in there, and you, and then you t- and you um you take your finger and pull that lever down, yes. and it changes pictures. Ow, bitch! Pull yes. the lever across. That's so way old. that's way out of his age range. That's more in our age range. So yes, it's, they were orange. Yes, yes. And you put the finger down. Yes, and they had the pictures in it. I did live for that. Wow. Um, the one with the um. Did you now? This may be out of your age range. Did you? Did you? Do you remember? It was this big ass screen that had holes in it, and you take these plastic, colorful things and you put them in the holes to make colors. Uh-huh. And it's a light in there that made them shine. I don't know what it's called now, <laughs> but it's if y'all. Oh, I, I mean, this is out of Mia's age range now. Hell yeah, we've been we've been lost. Z. <laughs> so, I'm looking dumbfounded. Yeah, I'm like we've been lost. Z, uh, so now I don't lost Mia. So it's this it's this big ass screen with a, it's black. The screen is kind of black and it got holes in it and it's a light in the inside of it. And there's these little plastic things that if you put the little plastic thing in, the plastic things are different colors. So like it'd be mm-hmm. red, yellow, green, purple, blah, 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 blah. And you put them in the holes to make a picture of like it makes pictures like it the light shine give it a different people so you can do a smiley face you can do that sounds sickening actually it, has, yeah. it is kind of sickening it's it's in the like etching sketch i know y'all remember etching sketch oh yeah okay yeah. where you turn the knobs and yeah. it make the color that's out of your age range but they, they still had it um <laughs> it was something glow glow bright or light bright and it was i wish i don't know what it is i'm gonna put the picture up on instagram as soon as i find it but that was gender neutral um and it was fun. We lived for it, even though we lost those things. And my mother was like, uh, you can't have the babies playing with it because they choke on the little, little things. Oh, um, my God. You know what I always wanted? And, and I video got, games. And video games. Yeah, like the Nintendo, uh, the little Nintendo handheld ones, mm-hmm. the little gray ones. Game Boys. The Game Boys. Oh, yeah, Game mm-hmm. Boys. That was kind of, my mama didn't give me that she was poor so <laughs> i did get an i did get a nintendo i didn't get um the game boy ever i never got a game boy i did i really? used to play lion king one and a half one oh, a lot super cute <laughs> i just play super mario <laughs> i was jealous of people who all the poor all the rich people had game boys oh no i had a nintendo <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but they had the Nintendo and the Game Boy. Like, anybody who had coins in our neighborhood had the Nintendo and the Game Boy. (laughs) My mother was like, "Mm, you got the Nintendo. I can buy you another game. That's about it. (laughs) And she didn't need to buy that shit because my stepdad would go steal it. (laughs) 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 Baby, baby, my stepdad was the greatest. He said, shit, I want y'all to have it. He was the GOAT. (laughs) 
He would go to the store. He was hood as fuck. And he would go to the store with us. My mama would be grocery shopping. He was like, all right, keep the kids. I'm about to go over to the corner. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And, baby, we would come out of the store, baby, and we would be pushing the cart back home, and he would just pull out game after game after game after game out of his pants <laughs> that he done stole. Oh and we God. are sitting there like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> <Benji>. <laughs> we are sitting there like, yes! Stepdad, word yes, out! Yes, so we had By the end of the year, baby, we had all yeah. the games. <laughs> Y'all the reason they boxed it up now. Yes. Y'all done caged it up. They like, okay. They you gotta fucking go ask for a key now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we loved it. So um, let me think. So yes, I think if I, once I know the gender of my child, I think that I'm going to go along with the norms because why go against the grain if you don't need to go against the grain? Um, but if I see resistance, if I see... Um, any type of, no, I don't want to go with this norm, mm -hmm. my reaction is not going to be to force the norm on them. My reaction is going to be, oh, cool, you can do that too. You see what I'm saying? It's, I think I think that's what will safeguard if the child wants to be something else. Mm -hmm. it'll get, if they ha They'll still have the freedom to do it. Like, I'm like, okay. I'm not going to be like... You know, like our parents was, mm -mm, boys do this, girls do yeah. this. Like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be like, okay, well, you're a girl, so we're going to go with the girl stuff until you say, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> okay, baby, what do you want to do? I like the boy stuff. Great. Let's do that. <laughs> so how will you handle, like, if you have a, a little boy who decides he want to wear a tutu to school? So we talked about this before. Um, I've talked about this. Anybody who's been following me for years knows that I've talked how I my stance on this. Um, at a young, 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 young age, I make the rules. What I buy you, you put on. You don't get to tell me. That's in my house. You don't get to tell me what um, what you wear at a young age. Um, when you're old enough to articulate why you want to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, in a mature manner and you know the consequences even slightly mm -hmm. um, then we can talk about expanding the wardrobe and freedom mm -hmm. um, yeah that's what I feel so I I, I, nine. I agree with that 100% because baby if I'm oh, if I'm slaving doing nine to, a 9 to 5 or whatever I gotta do to get my coins to make sure that you have a roof over your head food in your mouth and clothes on your back <laughs> you gonna do what I say, do, darling? <laughs> if I bought it from the store, you're gonna wear it today. <laughs> <laughs> and we we can expand that over time. Over time, yes. Over um, we can talk if about I need it. to go to the school and have some conversations about my kids ain't gonna be bullying. Uh, whoop some uh, whoop some other kids. Um, <laughs> baby, we can do that too. Cause baby, listen, let my child come home from school. <laughs> With any type of scratches that wasn't from me. <laughs> no, not that wasn't from me. <laughs> no, no. but no, I no, I really have to pray. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I that's oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I literally like I would be in jail. Like I know. 
I know I would be in jail. So I can't even imagine how, because of how I feel about bullying, I can't imagine my child coming home being bullied. So I would have mm-hmm. definitely have to go to the school and have a conversation about, yo, my child has decided, you know, they want a little bit more freedom in their choices of style. And it seems that they're going a little bit more against the grain. So I want to make sure we have an, an adult conversation with the adults of this school <laughs> about what I'm expecting in regards to bullying. I am a person who have experienced bullying. And so I don't want my child coming home and saying, y'all didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Trust and Because believe. guess who I'm going to believe? <laughs> my child. <laughs> <laughs> that part. And me and you going to have used a problem. They to burn my motherfucking pussy for me to come home and be like, mama, that's not what happened. And she believed the schoolhouse. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> And I had to take this ass whooping in the name. Baby, (laughs) my pussy would be on fire. Just to believe I got my revenge. So do (laughs) y'all, in regards to y'all, y'all relationship, do y'all talk Mm -hmm. about um, the... Raw sex. <laughs> Since y'all have raw sex, you don't know what I do in the bedroom. Y'all yeah, told we me we didn't say we was raw dogging. Y- y'all told me we never did. I, that. I, I didn't. I never how, told you what we do. How you know currently. we haven't been putting on condoms in recent years? That could be true. Yeah. Recent recent times that could be true. Who could say we be having sex that way? However, <laughs> ad- adults having sex. And results, <laughs> adult uh, with specific body parts coming together, <laughs> can result <laughs> in babies. I am sterile. Okay, sterile. so <laughs> what? So, so have y'all thought about possibility? Have y'all talked about? In, is there any clashes about? potential parenting Ooh. yes we have i don't know why she acting like we we really I have mean, we have had clashes but do you want to talk about it because last time i talked about it you was like you didn't tell my business to anybody <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't want to talk about it i'm just we talking about parenting you, you know i'm open but z <laughs> so basically you don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> Not that aspect of it, but okay. I don't mind talking about what we have shared. Like what we was talking about hair, and we was talk- like we do talk about the future about children. Oh, okay. That's all I'm saying. What are some similar- <laughs> okay. What are some similarities in your parenting style? I'm gonna let Z lead the conversation and go from there. Okay. I'm too happy. it's too much pressure right now i'm sorry you're making me nervous (laughs) i'm the one that would have to carry the damn thing like you are the one that's gonna right so it's like i'd be like (laughs) (laughs) and then high is not helping okay so basically i feel like i wouldn't be ready for a child right now not right now but okay but i'm saying like as far as gender stuff I would, I, we would go with the binary. I mean, that's what I felt like we would agree with. That's what we agreed upon, like binary, from the get go, and not pressuring. Just being like open minded. Mm. Okay. What about you? <laughs> well, I feel this. I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. I'm gonna have to make sure I get, um, my penis cut off before. Uh- <laughs> before the child is born because baby listen I'm not <laughs> I just don't want to be 
I just, I think that it would be so, <laughs> I think it would just be alarming to like be naked and my child see me naked. I won't be, like, that's, I don't want. That's an interesting no, I'm laughing at dumb and fake. I wouldn't want to have to ha- explain all those things. Like, just, I don't, I think that would be so uncomfortable. So oh, that's. That is an interesting point of view. But I mean, that's it is, it is. I think so too. But that's just me though, because I don't, I don't want to visit that conversation at all. With your, with your child. No, no, I can talk about it, but not about me. (laughs) Not in that, but not like just not that way. Why would you? Why? Why not just not be nude in front of your child? Well, my um. Okay, so. Um, no, I'm saying we might no, we talk no, about growing up in no, a nudity no, no, house right. home, but why would you choose? Why you just instead of going to I have to get a sex change before my child is born? Uh-huh. Why not go to I just don't like be really conscious and not be nude in front of your child? Well, because um, well in my household, um, my my mom was nude around my sister, just mm-hmm. not of course not in front of me, um, and um. It was just normal, and I I don't know. I just I like the normalcy in it. I'm not saying that because uh, I'm not saying um, that um, a trans woman's body uh, with or um, with or without surgery, um, as it, far as a revision, it seems like it you're trying to be, be politically correct right now. No, no, but no, no. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that that's not something that should be okay and that should not be looked at as a normal way in any regard. I'm just saying as far as I'm concerned, I just don't want to have to explain that. I'm I don't think that I uh I, I, I did not know that this was gonna go in this direction. Interesting. I hope I don't offend anybody though, because like I'm definitely pro tops. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> No, um, respectability politics. Um, hold on. So <laughs> let me think about it because that is an interesting concept. Because if you are pre op and you have a child and your child is in your home, that could be a conversation that you would have. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I didn't think about that. Really, I thought about I, that. I never thought about if that was going to be a concern. Interesting. That's just my perspective. I'm not saying that. I I can't. I can't answer if I would be. Well, I have to be okay with it because I would not get no fucking sex change. Yeah. So if my child was in my in, if my child saw me naked, how would I explain that? Interesting. I don't know. I never thought about that particular um, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I guess I would just explain it. Yeah. I remember both my parents being nude around me and my sister. Like, Did they give you point. conversations about Mm-mm. body parts? Mm-mm. It just was normal. I just yeah. didn't. Yeah, my mom was always naked. I, always, mm. I, I didn't see my mama naked since I, all I can remember. <laughs> if she was in my house right now, she would be naked. She's my mama. I live in a nude house. Mm-hmm. So, but we didn't have conversations about body parts. I don't remember ever having conversation about body parts with my mom growing up. I do remember having conversations about body parts with other peers, um, but my mom, so I don't know. But you would kind of have to explain it if they start seeing other people's body parts. And be like, mm-hmm. mm, my mommy don't got what you got. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
have to explain it before they get out in the world because then it's gonna be like wait because people are gonna gag them yeah. imagine them normal Ooh. yeah especially if that's the majority that would be irresponsible yeah. not to i feel like irresponsible yeah interesting yeah i don't know yeah i would want you to get i want you to know I don't know. That's if a good, that's, that's the a majority. Good that's if that if you know that is the majority. Yeah, if you know that your kid's about to go in a world that's way different than yours, like yeah. way in the household, the majority of the households is way different. Yeah, you gotta explain that shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. For at least for their safety, do mm-hmm. as you want, but like at least I feel like that would be safer for the children. You don't know how that would t- they would take it, like. And they get bullied mm. because of it, you think? Or? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because I know I kind of have periods where I kind of resent my parents for not telling me certain things. But then I've uh-huh. grown out of it, of course. I've grown, I'm have grown. i like, okay, I understand. But as a child, it still was like, what? Mm. You know? It, it leaves an impact on you. Yeah, I can see that. I mm-hmm. can see. I don't know how I would have it. I, I really don't know how I would ex- I guess I would just have to say it. Like, I guess it would be easier for me to explain the sex change. Because I, I don't have to. You wouldn't have to explain it. Would you? I would, though. How? I would just oh, say, you would have to or you just would? No, I just would. I would, oh, okay. I would deliberately explain it just because. When? Um, Whenever the, because I know people are messy and I know my family is messy. So I know that the conversation would come up. And if they ever ask me, I, um, if my child ever asked me, I'm like, yeah. And then I would explain da, 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 and go into detail, but I don't, I wouldn't just, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like I would have to explain, tell them that I'm trans off the top. I don't feel like that's something necessary. I'm not saying that I would withhold it. I'm not, but I don't think that I would have to explain to that, explain to them that. But also you, you, you're forgetting about the child is in your household from the time that they are born. Mm Mm-hmm until that they become some communicating into to communicating mm-hmm. being y'all are going to be having conversations in your household about transness right mm-hmm. so they might just get hopefully. it they I might just it. get it now right. hopefully you will mm-hmm. no because some kids keep it to themselves well, no, no, wanna... no, I'm talking about y'all too as parents. Oh, 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 okay, okay Y'all okay. are gonna, if they, and not just if it was, just, like if y'all was separated or, I don't know, whatever, if y'all weren't together and y'all had some other baby, some other how. If in the, in, in my house, mm-hmm. I do Marsha's Play. If I had a child and they sitting over there playing with their game, they would be hearing Marsha's Play conversations. Mm-hmm. Do you see what right. I'm saying? Right. If I'm sitting having fun at a party True. with my friends, we're gonna have, transits is gonna come up in conversation right. to where it's a part of the culture. And certain friends that yeah. decide they don't want to transition yeah, or they get so early many transition. Because you more open. Well, if you're, some people really go into the norms though. Some people really try to go that self. Mm-hmm. And how, I, I can't I just, see it being in my in my household though. 
Oh, okay, okay. You see what I'm saying? In my house. Yeah, for my household. I'm gonna I'm gonna I could be on the phone kicking with you. I'm talking on the phone. We talk about transness. Uh, You get what I'm saying? Like it's it's gonna be a part Uh, of normal conversation. When I watch a video, when I do a (laughs) a YouTube or whatever, it's gonna be a part of my conversation and they have to have they gonna have to get some kind of sense of the conversation eventually. Without me breaking it down. That's very true. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think that you would have to like just be like, oh, mom's a mom's a trans woman and dad's a trans uh, man. Uh, what? I mean, I don't say that. I don't. I just don't see like just like sitting down having that conversation just for no reason. I feel mm-hmm. like there's certain ways you can teach about it without it making it to where they can't explain it themselves. Like. So where they could just, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like I'll address it when the conversation comes up. Yeah, it's just like, take it as it goes. Yeah, I'm not explaining it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yes or no, gender reveal party. Yes. (laughs) You would have a gender reveal party. Fucking right. Okay. That's creative as fuck. I think that would be so much fun. Oh no, I would not have a <laughs> I would not have a gender reveal party. What about you? I, I wouldn't want one. I would be like, okay, ah! a baby shower is enough. Oh. Yeah, I would have a baby shower. I would not have a okay, gender so reveal party. Okay, so I'm definitely doing a, a gender reveal party. <laughs> By yourself. You got, oh, y'all not gonna come to it? I'm not coming to oh. a gender reveal party. I'm coming to a baby shower. Oh, really? No worries. All right, so that's two to one. All right, so my, that's the end of that time. So my, <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think we did a show y'all yeah. oh that's it yeah all of us did all of our topics mm-hmm. oh bye, bye, bye. <laughs> all right so we will see y'all next week y'all see bye <laughs> well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of marcia's plate you can listen to us on itunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's gonna be all right.